When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Borderline Unprecedented. We do not do Sunday videos other than post-game videos, but this is just too much. This Jonathan Taylor drama, it, it, we got to talk about it, and then we got to clear the deck because the Colts have got another workout tomorrow. So this is a very, very special Sunday edition of Breakfast with Kent. So special, it's a brunch with Kent for Sunday, July 30th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing, 765-610-8809. The number... Remember, you can win an Anthony Richardson Indiana Knights jersey as soon as they come off the, the uh, printing line, the silk screening, or whatever they do with these things, and, and ship me the one that I ordered. I will send it directly to a winner. To win, you got to have your name drawn. To get your name in the hat or in the special golden prize egg, what do you have to do? You have to subscribe to this channel to Two Big Brains, that channel where Dan Dockich and I talk every week about all things Colts, Hoosiers, Pacers, whatever, whatever floats our boat. And you got to send me a DM just so I know where to send the place. I want to get your address, have a way to say you won, need to get your address. All right. So subscribe, like, because it's the polite thing to do. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. But we got to talk about the Colts. There's no media availability today. There's no action out at Grand Park. There was action last night. And that action was off the field as much as it was on the field. There, there was a cruiser with Jim Ursay on it. Jonathan Taylor goes in. An hour later, he comes out. What did Jonathan Taylor learn? I am assuming that Jonathan Taylor, in his conversation with Jim Ursay, and I'm guessing because having spoken to Jim Ursay, I'm guessing that Jim Ursay spoke for about 55 minutes of that hour. And Jonathan Taylor did a lot of... Uh, 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 and maybe he got out a full sentence at some point and said, I want to be traded. Jim Ursay has told the media, anybody who will listen, he is not going to be traded. Jim Ursay said this, we will not trade Jonathan Taylor. That is a certainty. End of discussion. Not now, not in October. Not a lot of wiggle room there. Not, well, we'll reevaluate. None of that. This is, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor, period, end of discussion. And why? Because Jim Ursay is the owner of the team. He's the owner. Jonathan Taylor is an employee. So what do we know? Let's talk factually about what's going on with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Jim Ursay, okay? Uh, this is contract drama unlike any we've really seen. We haven't seen this kind of thing within the Indianapolis Colts for a long time. I can't remember the last time there was a contract squabble like this that leaked all over into the media and into public discourse. This kind of thing just really doesn't happen very much. And this is the fault of Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor's agent for continuing to use the public sphere to discuss their petty squabble. And it's a petty squabble. When you have billionaires arguing with millionaires, we get a little bit tired of it. We don't need to hear all that. Just 
take your game check and be happy or take the check that you get from the NFL for being an owner every year and be happy with that, that you're not happy that there's a dust-up between billionaires and millionaires. It's unseemly. We don't like it. Uh, Jim Irsay spoke to the media last night after Jeffrey Gorman passed out $20,000 in Jim Irsay autographed $100 bills. <laughs> Man. There's like there there's buying popularity and there's buying popularity, but this is that's quite something. He does it every and we like Jimmers. He's you know I think he's got a sense of fun and frivolity. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has reportedly asked for a trade because the Colts the Colts are not motivated to pay him at the value he ascribes to himself. The CBA and Jonathan Taylor's contract which he signed. That's what determines Jonathan Taylor's. Jay's Garage says, no question, just thanks for the con uh, constant updates and frontline news. It's what we do. You are welcome. I appreciate uh, you, Jay's Garage, doing what you do. So Jonathan Taylor believes that he is underpaid. The Colts do not. Jonathan Taylor's contract does not relay that sentiment. He's going to make, he's under contract to make $4.3 million this year. Here's how the franchise tag deal works. Next year, likely the franchise tag will be $10.5 million or thereabouts. The following year, Jonathan Taylor would get 120% of that tag the first year. Be about $12.6, $12.7 million, something like that. Then, actually I think $12.9. Then, a third year of franchise tagging is possible, and that is at 144% in all likelihood. 144% of the tag, that second tag, which is in the 12-9 area. And that would be over, that would be somewhere between 18 and 19 million, right in that area. Which, that's, that's not bad work if you can get it, but here's the thing with running backs. The tread comes off the tires too quick for running backs. Think about uh, the people in the NFL, NFL management, and their actuaries. There are people who crunch these numbers, just like insurance companies have actuaries. You've got football teams that have actuaries, and they calculate the value moving forward of all their players. That's what they do. What are the odds of injury? What are the odds of, ta of uh, decline in productivity? With a running back, that happens after about 1,500 carries. Jonathan Taylor, uh, touches, is on pace in two more years. That's a 23 season, the 24 season, if he stays healthy, of hitting right around 1,500 carries at that point. That's when his value starts to sharply decline. So you pay him this year for the 4.3. Next year, it's probably 10.5 or 11 million, something along those lines. And then his value precipitously drops. Where's Ezekiel Elliott? He hadn't signed yet. Uh, you got guys who, uh, look, you know what? You, you've got uh, Sonny Michel. He retired after five seasons, retired this weekend from the NFL. You got a short shelf life as an NFL running back. And Jonathan Taylor doesn't like the way the CBA is structured regarding running backs. This is about all players, right? The CBA is, is truth, employment truth, negotiated truth 
for all positions. Running backs, just they wear out quicker than almost any other position and than any other position. So it's a little bit different. And those guys want to get paid to their value as they are rookies or in that, that franchise year. They want a second contract as quick as they can get it. But the CBA allows NFL owners to not pay them for the duration or the level of guarantee that they desire. That's the way it goes. Like, that's, that's life in the NFL. You can't change that. Greg Scholl, thank you very much. No message needed. Just appreciate your work. Great job, Kent. Greg, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, teams... You know, and, and this, is, this is the way it works. And I get why Jonathan Taylor is a little bit salty because what teams do is they feed these guys the ball like it's their job, and it is their job. It's their job to approach 400 touches, right, in a given season. And at 400 touches, you hit 1,500 within four years. And that's not good. And you add to that, here's another thing. All right, Caleb, thank you very much. A man's word used to be valued higher than convenience. I served with people who sacrificed a lot more for a lot less because they gave their word. And this is what, the, what NFL players, and really, you know, I had a guy in the comments the other day say that my views about ownership and who pays what to who are so boomer. And I, I told him, thank you. Because you know what, you got to go, you got to run, run around the block a little bit to know what the block looks like. And, and NFL players and th- this generation, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, they don't understand sacrifice. They don't understand serving. They don't know what that is. And so they think that shit's just got to be handed to them. And that's the way life works. I want it now. I don't want to be inconvenienced. So gimme. That's the way people look at the world. Younger people who haven't gone through things and didn't see a draft when they were kids don't understand what Vietnam was and how that worked. They don't get it. And I don't get it. Like you talk to World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, uh, people who served in, in the military or police departments or fire departments or taught or, or any kind of public service for a period of time a long ways ago or today, they don't get it. They don't understand service and how you got to pony up and, and you've got to do what's right instead of what's convenient. That was a good comment. I appreciate that. Thank you. Because that is a big deal. And Jonathan Taylor feels like he's owed something. And what you find out in the end, and Jim Ursay alluded to this last night, and Jim Ursay somehow, like, there were times when he would say things, he'd scratch your head and you'd think, hey, what's he trying to say? I don't know where we're going here. And eventually he might get there, he might not. But last night, he was kind of talking about the NFL, and historically, without Jonathan Taylor, without Jim Ursay, the NFL rolls on. And the message to Jonathan Taylor in that moment is, dude, the Indianapolis Colts will move on over your career, through your career, by your career, like that, and it's all going to be okay. This is a team that lost Peyton Manning and then went to the playoffs the next three years. All right? That, that is the NFL. 
Peyton Manning, an all-time great. Like you put together a Mount Rushmore of greats in the NFL. I think Walter Payton's on there. I think Jim Brown's on there. I got Peyton Manning on there, too. Maybe Lawrence Taylor. Maybe Bruce Smith. Somebody like that, a defensive guy. Anyway, the NFL, you're privileged to be a part of it. It is not privileged to have you as a part of it. Does that make sense? I don't think Jonathan Taylor gets that. Jonathan Taylor has got to take control of his own message, and he's got to tell his agent to shut the hell up. That guy's got to shut up. Nobody wants to hear from an agent. Nobody wants to hear from Drew Rosenhaus. None of these guys. Look, make money behind the scenes for your people. Good agents. Tom Condon. When was the last time Tom Condon talked to anybody? Right? It just doesn't happen very often. Shut up. Negotiate deals. Get your clients the best deal you can and move on to the next one. That's being an agent. That's being a good agent. Um, The Colts have nothing to gain from trading Jonathan Taylor. You are not going to get value back. And more than that, Jonathan Taylor is not going to gain anything by being traded or demanding a trade. His contract's the same. He's going to make $4.3 million no matter where he goes. His agent, I guess, can pick up the phone, see if somebody wants to execute a sign and trade. But the value is what the value is. You know, the Vikings didn't cut Cook, and all of a sudden there's a line of GMs down the road waiting to sign him. Ezekiel Elliott is still looking for work. These guys, they come and they go, right? And they come and go pretty quickly. And whether that's fair or not, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Fair got nothing to do with it. Deserves got nothing to do with it. We learned that from Unforgiven. William Money, the great Clint Eastwood character. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Don't think that you deserve something. Uh, Gorgian says, trade both Taylor and Leonard. I need guys that want to be here. Also, Taylor is not worth re-signing. He has too many yards on his legs. And that goes back to Wisconsin, the three years he spent at Wisconsin. Lots of carries at Wisconsin. And that's why Jonathan Taylor was available for the Colts early in the second round in 2019. Right, 19? 20. 20? Yeah. Anyway, that's why he was available. Because Wisconsin wrote him and wrote him and wrote him and wrote him. Colts have done much the same. So uh, that's, Dalton brings up a good point. And this is something that we talked about last week. This is a physical thing. There is, this is the, the active pup list designation is to allow that ankle a little bit more time to heal. Jonathan Taylor does not need more than a month to get ready. And a month from uh, the opener, that'll be August 10th. So he's going to be fine. And Anthony Richardson is going to be fine, not working the entire six weeks with Jonathan Taylor. It's all going to be fine. How is this going to be resolved? That's kind of the question. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Jonathan Taylor, this was a bad beat, right? On the poker shows, uh, the World Series of Poker, you see guys take a bad beat. Some guy hits, a, you know, an inside straight and, and you got problems. Uh, Kent, you're absolutely right, not owed a thing. None of us are. I'm not owed a thing. You're not owed a thing. Nobody's owed. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Anyway, you take a bad beat, you got a short stack, what are you going to do? It's not your fault. Being a running back and being a really talented running back, and that's what Jonathan Taylor is, maybe the best, most dynamic running back in the league. 
that that's an argument that you can make, and I think successfully. But being a running back, you're kind of welcomed into the NFL with a short stack of chips. And you're playing against an owner or owners where if the owner's got half a brain, he's going to beat your ass because he's got, he's got chips stacked to the ceiling, and you've got a stack like this. You're not going to win a pissing match with an owner. What are you doing? Why would this agent do that? Why would the agent engage on social media and say, oh, the relationship between the Colts and, and Jonathan Taylor, uh, very doubtful it can be, you know, rebuilt. What? Why? You got a, the employer who's paying the employee and has the exclusive rights to do it, $4.3 million. You're just going to walk away from Tina, thank you very much for two bucks. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you can take the 4.3, or you cannot take the 4.3. Jim Irsay is not going to lose this battle. That's the way it is. Love JT, but don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You know, and you can't do this here. To the extent he enjoys Indianapolis and, and has said he wanted to retire here and, and be a cult for life and all of that stuff, Indiana's different. Like, Indiana does not forgive and forget. They don't. If you cross Hoosiers and you show that you're not grateful and you're not, you're not happy here, number one, and you're not grateful for your lot in life, making the kind of jack you're making, this place is unforgiving, and this place, they don't forget. Other towns, hey, you know, it's all good. Everybody loves everybody. Not here. This is a little bit different. Um, in the end, Taylor's going to accept who he is and where he is. Owner versus employee uh, spats are almost never won by an employee. Jonathan says, I'm hearing Taylor is going to retire this year. <laughs> Will Jim Irsay pay him $25 million like he did Andrew Luck? That's the question. Um, you can't beat an owner unless the owner's an idiot. And Jim Irsay's smart. He's a smart owner. People look at the collection, and they look at the cowboy hat and, and all this stuff, and they think, well, this guy's quirky. He is quirky. But he is really, really smart. That collection, genius. You know how much money he stands to make as the caretaker of that collection of rock and roll and cultural artifacts? Lots. He was offered $1.2 billion for all of it, lock, stock, and barrel. That's a smart guy. When investing, if you can invest in one of one, a series of one of one, you tend to do real well because you get to set the price on the way out. And that's what Jim Irsay has done. He's bought a bunch of one-of-ones. One you invest in those. Running backs are not one-of-ones. Even Jonathan Taylor, as beautiful as he is, as physical, as, as unicorny as Jonathan Taylor is, he's not one-of-one. One. Who'd they have at running back in 12, 13, and 14? Donald Brown? Trent Richardson? They went to the playoffs. They went to the AFC Championship game in 2014. You need a running back to win? Not in this league. Look at Miles Sanders for the Eagles. He helps the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. What do the Eagles do? They say, ah, thanks. And he signs with Carolina as a free agent. They just let him go. Delvin Cook, let him go. Jonathan Taylor is trying to assert the value of 
of a one of one. And he's not. And he doesn't understand it. And his agent doesn't understand it. And, and doesn't, doesn't get that dealing with billionaires, it, you, look, you're it, in this pissing match, Jim Ursay's got a fire hose. That's the way it goes. We'll talk tomorrow morning. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but I want to talk about football tomorrow, and that's really the reason I did this, it, because I want to get this, like, done, right? So we can talk football. I hate talking contracts. I hate talking about millionaires versus billionaires. That's no fun. The business of the NFL is kind of interesting, but it's not as much fun as what happens on Sunday, and it's about what's going to happen Sunday, September 10th, at 1 o'clock against the Jaguars that we should be most interested in. And Anthony Richardson's development, his evolution into whatever he's going to become. And Josh Downs, his evolution. And he, he's whispering every night. It, Anthony Richardson's his roommate. Gorjan, thank you very much. Won a Super Bowl with a die, exactly. Edron James goes to Arizona, a die wins a Super Bowl. That tells you about the running back position. At any rate, Josh Downs is like, while Anthony Richardson sleeps, because they're roommates, I think I explained at the hotel, I'm open. Throw it to Josh Downs. Throw it to Josh Downs. And Anthony Richardson hops out of bed and says, i got to throw it to Josh. Oh, all right. It's not time to wake up yet. And he goes back to bed. This is what you do in the NFL. I think Alec Pierce is going to have a good year. I think Michael Pittman's going to have a really good year. And I would sign Michael Pittman to an extension. I would do that because the franchise tag rate for a wide receiver is through the roof. It costs a lot of money to, to franchise a wide receiver, so nobody does it. You either trade the guy or you extend him, and I think they should extend Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is a, a very, very high-end, moderately talented wide receiver. You get what I mean? It's not like he's not a 4-3-40 guy. And he's not, like, top-end valuable, but he's really, really good for the amount of talent he's got. He knows how to maximize who and what he is. And so if Michael Pittman Jr. can stay healthy, in fact, I'd do it before he was I'd do it before we get to the season. I would extend him. I will not. If I'm Jim Ursay, uh, I need a pass or a QB. AR scares me. Brother, he can throw. He can, to Alec Pierce, flipped it Friday. Just flipped his wrist. 60 yards, hit him in stride, hit him right in the hands. It's all going to be okay with Anthony Richardson, I'm telling you. And if you want a bargain in fantasy, there's your mar bargain. If you can get him inside the top 20, take it. You know, I, I mean just inside the top 20. You get to 17, 18, 19, 20, Anthony Richardson's on the board, take him because he's going to run a lot too. Uh, we'll talk more tomorrow. The offensive line, I like where the offensive line is at right now. I like Tony Sperano as the guy who's running the show there. The defensive line scares me. Samson Ekebaum being out with a hamstring scares me. Darius Rush, he's got a thing going on health-wise. So you don't have Brents and you don't have Rush. What the hell? How many, how many guys can Dallas Flowers cover? You know, you got problems at the quarterback position, unlike any we've seen in Indianapolis for a long time. That's a problem. And it was of the Colts' own creation. That's a shame. That's the stuff we ought to be talking about. 
not this fracas between Jonathan Taylor and Jim Irsay. We will talk to you tomorrow. Again, uh, if you want to enter the contest for the Anthony Richardson jersey, subscribe here, subscribe to Two Big Brains, and DM me. You can do it on IG or, or Facebook or X, whatever, Twitter. Do it wherever you like, just so I have a place where I can reach you and, and say, hey, you won. What's your address? All right. Uh, that was kind of it. The graffiti playground, only athletic quarterback in sports history. I think he's the most athletic quarterback in, in the history of, of the National Football League. There's not another guy like him. He is a complete unicorn. Now, that's physical. 6'4", 244, 44 speed, has clocked just under 44 before. He can run, he's elusive, he's smooth, he's smooth in the pocket, and he can throw the football a long ways. He just got to learn how to play. And if he can learn how to play, he's a, a chance to be an absolute unicorn. I, I believe he is the most athletic quarterback in NFL history. And I got people who know the NFL inside and out, have been in the NFL for 40-plus years, who tell me the same thing. They're also scared out of their minds he's not going to be able to play because he's only started 13 games while he's a collegiate. Mitch, thank you very much for the buck. I appreciate it. Uh, all very, very nice. And good to talk. Good talk today. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bright and early, 645 in the morning. All right.